Uh, joining us right yep. now on the phone is one of our favorites in Jess Moskaluk. Find more at JessMoskaluk.com. She's also Jess Moskaluk on Instagram and Twitter. She's a multi-time CCMA winner, including the 2018 Album of the Year. And we've seen her face on billboards in this country for the uh, latest single, Country Girls. But more importantly, Jess, you just got back from Australia where you touched a koala. Uh, that is the most important thing. I'm really glad we could get to the, the meat of this interview right off the top. I don't screw yes, around. I, I, I know we're here to talk about some music and some performances and stuff like that, but the koala, Jess, that's what matters here. <laughs> I also touched a kangaroo, if that's of any interest to anyone, and it was lovely. I so, would be more nervous yeah. about touching a kangaroo. Some of them are pretty ripped looking. They look like they could beat me up, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, this was at a zoo, so they were all pretty chill, and I think just being used to, like, tourists hanging out with them all day. So these ones pretty much didn't even know I was touching them, which was a little bit sad. I kind of just wanted them to fall in love with me um, and, like, snuggle and stuff like my dogs do. But kangaroos are not dogs, so. No, but koalas are a little closer. They also were just as chill and didn't even (laughs) (laughs) know. So it was a little bit anticlimactic, but still something I can knock off my bucket list. Awesome. So I'm just talking about the animals here. For those who don't know, we are talking about your recent trip to Australia. Maybe let fans in really quickly on what you were doing down there. Yeah, absolutely. It was my first time in Australia, and I was fortunate enough to have the good people at C2C, or Country to Country, uh, bring me over to to play a few of their festivals out there. So um, we played the first inaugural C2C festival in both Sydney and Brisbane, um, which was really cool. Uh, I had no idea what to expect, and everything just totally blew my mind. So it was it was an amazing trip. Now, did you squeeze in any sightseeing? Like, I know my buddy Angus, who used to live uh, in Australia and then moved back. He loved to Byron Bay, Queensland, all that stuff, the surfing out there. Did you do any of it? I, I did go to Byron Bay. Um, my best friend actually had been living in Australia off and on for the last two years, and she just was there and then ended up coming home with me. So the timing was awesome. Uh, I had like an extra week or so that I was able to spend. So, yeah, we did a bunch of stuff. We went over to the Hunter Valley and did a wine tour there, which was probably my favorite part of the whole trip. It was really, really fascinating and beautiful. Um, and like I said, we went to the, the zoo, which is the Australia Zoo that uh, Steve Irwin's family owns. So it was massive, like the biggest zoo I'd ever even knew existed. Uh, and, yeah, we went to Byron Bay and, uh, yeah, all kinds of things, actually. We, we made good use of our time. Man, I could talk to you about the Irwin family for this interview for the full 15 minutes, but we'll have to save that for another time because that, that just intrigues me. <laughs> but I'm starting to get the feeling, Jess, that you were maybe a wine fan. You were just talking about wine in Australia, and then when you came back, you did kind of a wine-tasting thing uh, to preview new music uh, for uh, country radio across this country here. Yeah, I am a wine fan. I mean, I, I always have been, but more so in the, the last year or two, I've actually kind of learned kind of started to learn what I like and what I dislike and it's actually even like a bit of a hobby which sounds awful but it is kind of cool to learn some of the actual art of wine because it is so much more than just drinking so we we took the um a, a few of the radio folks from Canada out to Kelowna and we did a, a song wine pairing so instead of pairing different wines with food or chocolate or cheese uh, we actually decided to pair them with a few new songs. That is really smart, but it seems like they would all love the songs because if you got me drunk, I'd be like, this is amazing. 
Yeah, that was that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. So I know Boss Brad got an invite, and I know we're friends, so we're allowed to chirp each other. Where was where was my invi- invitation? Did it get lost in the mail or something like that? Man, I think you better talk to Mike Denny about that. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds wrong. I'm going to throw him right under the bus. All I thought <laughs> was Jess Mosk, music, and wine. Where's Weaver here? Come on now. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, well, we'll just have to bring we'll just have to bring the wine to you next time we're in town. Hey, you, you don't have to twist this rubber arm too far, Jess. I, I got you on that. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the music then. So you were in BC. You were previewing it for the the uh, higher ups in the radio industry, but the fans have their hands on it now. The new single is "Country Girls." Uh, just give me some thoughts off your off the top of your head about this and the response to the release of the song. Yeah, man, the response completely overwhelmed me. I cannot believe how many. Uh, amazing responses that we're getting from fans and radio and, and industry people and, and peers and everything. So I'm super, super excited. Um, but more than that, this is a song that I did write within the year, and that doesn't always happen. Sometimes you'll write a song and then revisit it, and you won't even record it or release it until sometimes years later. So I'm extra excited because this song is fresh, even to me. It still feels new. Uh, and uh, it's just a super upbeat, fun song, easy to dance along to. Um, so we're, we're excited to start playing it live, too. I think it'll be really fun in our live set. I completely agree on that, and there's a lot of aspects on this song I want to break down. Uh, hopefully you can follow my train of thought here, because I'm not exactly sure what my thought is, but when I first heard the song, <laughs> and when I first heard the song, I thought, that is different for Jess Mosk, but the more I hear it, I think, no, that's not different for Jess. That's right in her wheelhouse. Does that make sense at all? Kind of, yeah. I, I think sonically, if that makes sense, maybe that's where you're hearing yeah, yeah. things be a little bit different. Like we're using a few different instruments. Like we don't always have like a steel kind of sound in there, especially not with like a, a bassy synth. Um, so I think it's, it's, we've chosen to use a few little different instruments so that it sounds exactly like what you just described. It's different, so it's new and it'll sound different. But it's very much in my wheelhouse, exactly like what you said. It shouldn't surprise anybody that I'm releasing a song like that. That's kind of, that's what I'm hoping to get across anyway. Yeah, and you were the co-writer on this one. So maybe just uh, give us a little bit about the writing process. Was it down in Nashville? Was it at home? Was it on the bus? What were you doing here? Yeah, so I actually only write in Nashville. I'm not home enough to, to do that on top of everything else that I do, like interviews and things like that and just planning and then like trying to see people I like. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't write at home. I try to keep that separate, but so we wrote this song in Nashville, um, with my producer, Corey Crowder, and one of my favorite writers in the world, uh, Emily Shackleton, who I've written with a ton. So the three of us know each other really well and and have written together a ton. So we kind of just sat down and said, well, what do we want this next song to be? What do we want the next single to to say to fans, what do we want it to sound like, what does everybody want to hear from us, and uh, we kind of just, after tossing a few ideas around, we just decided that something really simple and, um, you know, high on the higher end of, of the tempo thing would be kind of what we need to do, so Country Girls happened. Yeah, so you've got three people, you included, that know you so well, though. How do you create a sound that's different when you're in the room with people who maybe uh, have a format when it comes to you? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think I want to say that having my producer in the room makes it easier. Um, sometimes that could be a challenge depending on who you're working with because a lot of times it's easy to get stuck in a rut when you're working with the same people and, um, you know, you're still the same person yourself. So, But Corey makes it really easy and uh, to, to kind of just 
bring in just small different elements. We've really honed in on who I am as an artist and who I am as a person that's never been in question. And we're really very much on the same track with that. So it actually is kind of fun to see how much we can make things different while still being ourselves. So is this a test single? Is this indicative of the bigger project? I know that you're planning on an EP to be released sometime late in 2020. We don't know that for sure. Uh, we, I don't know if we'll put out an EP. Maybe. Probably not. I'm just reading the press uh, release. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I believe you. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, really, we're really not sure, to be honest with you. Um, the EP thing has been really challenging for us in the past um, because it, it kind of uh, makes you stick to singles that you've already got because you've already spent the money and um, recorded the songs and your fans already know them and kind of expect them to come out, which is great. Um, but if you've got a, a better song that you recently wrote that you're sitting on, you kind of can't release it. So we might just do the singles thing for a while and then who knows? We'll see. Interesting. I like where you're going with that, though. And and uh, I think you might have some success with that because others are kind of along the same lines right now. And that's maybe the way that music seems to be going. Yeah, absolutely. I've been wanting to do it this way for a long time. But, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to let go of, of having like a, a nice, clean little package of, of your music that you can sell at your shows and your fans love to buy them and have you sign them and that kind of thing. But it kind of doesn't make a ton of sense for us at least not right now. Um, maybe once we've released a few singles, we'll put an EP together that we can do that with, but uh, we're not quite there right now. All right, so I'll take you off the Las Vegas uh, odds makers list for uh, <laughs> album of the year at the 2020 CCMAs. Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, it sounds like great things are going on. It sounds like you're in a pretty good place right now, yeah? Yeah, things are good. It's, it's super-duper busy, um, so that's, that's always a good thing. Have you seen your family recently? Um, well, I did have family dinner last night. Um, it's always so funny because I've got an iCal with all of my, my label and managers and agents and everything, and I have to specifically mark unavailable for that day, uh, which never works. So <laughs> I was supposed to have yesterday off to see everybody, but I ended up doing a bunch of stuff. And everyone still did come over for dinner, so it was a quick little visit, but uh, I see them sometimes. <laughs> and hubby and the dogs, are you at least seeing them more often? Um, not a lot more often, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I still see them. I've been gone just like most of this year, uh, which has been really challenging, but, uh, hopefully should have some time over Christmas. That'll be nice. Well, I'm looking at your uh, website right now, jessmoskaluke.com. Not a lot of shows currently booked. So if you choose, you could theoretically get a break. Yeah. The thing about the website is that not all the shows have been announced. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of was leading towards that. I was kind of leading towards that one. <laughs> and and yeah, and the other thing about the website is that it's not my whole schedule in terms of Nashville trips to write and record. Yeah, and you know the the trips that we do like Kelowna that are all promotional things, um, and they don't include travel days or or interview days or anything like that. So just because it, there's only a few dates on my on my show schedule on the website doesn't mean that a there's not more coming and b definitely doesn't mean that I'm necessarily home unfortunately yeah no doubt I thought I was busy but now I'm listening to your schedule and I'm tired just writing it down here oh my goodness <laughs> so if nobody said it to you uh, okay. if nobody said this to you today or this week or anything you are doing a great job Jess keep it up 
Thank you so much. You are I, very I welcome. I really appreciate that. So uh, <laughs> uh, we'll end the interview on a good note. You've got an exciting thing going on this weekend. Uh, Sheepdogs, Jess Mosk-Luke, Hunter Brothers, Mosaic Stadium in Regina. You're doing the 2019 NHL Heritage Classic. That's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, is it ever? I'm really excited. I'm packing, trying to pack as we speak, actually, for that. Um, it's going to be a blast. Hunter Brothers and I are going to be doing a rendition of The Middle by Zed and Marin Morris. Nice. Uh, to do the player introductions, I believe. So that's going to be super cool. Uh, and then I'll be performing during the second intermission as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, no doubt, eh? Are you a fan of a team? I know we got you like a Philadelphia Flyers gritty jersey the one time, but are you actually a Flyers fan? Do you have a team? No. So you know what's really funny about the Flyers thing? Yeah. I am, a gr- I am specifically a gritty fan. So not Brad a Flyers fan. Well. You're a gritty fan. Okay, that makes sense. I'm a gritty fan, <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, my NHL team, so this is why I'm kind of torn. My NHL team is the Oilers, okay. um, and so, I mean, their rival would be the Flames, who are playing this weekend, but geographically, I am closest to Winnipeg out of all the teams, so I feel like I should cheer for Winnipeg, but I, I kind of can't, I just feel like I kind of can't cheer for anybody, so yeah. I'm going to just go ahead and cheer for the Riders, because we're in their barn. <laughs> <laughs> you are smart, and you play the politic game very, very well. Nice job. <laughs> Uh, Jess, I feel like I've used all my time, all my time with you here, so thank you so much for hopping on the phone. And keep up the great work. You're doing amazing things here. Thank you so much. It was nice to chat with you. Good to catch up with you, too. All the best with this single. We've got it on spin here at 104. You know we got you covered, and uh, let's get you to number one already, all right? Let's do that. Thank you so much.